Good morning. Good morning once again to each and every one of you on the line this morning. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to be with you. I'm excited once again that we could gather. And as we call this day into alignment with the heart of God and his purposes, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There was a there was a song playing that said, You alone deserve my worship, and you alone deserve my praise. Hallelujah. Does he not deserve our worship and our praise this morning? Let me introduce to you this morning our team. And we have Minister Randall Gorey, and we have Minister uh, Linda Lightfoot, and myself, Heather Dawson. Good morning, Minister Randall. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Mother. It is so good to hear your voice this morning. I am doing fantastic. Ready for breakfast, I should say. <laughs> Amen. And I believe you're going to help to serve that breakfast this morning. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So I know you're prepared. Praise God. Minister Lightfoot, how are you doing this morning? Good morning. I am wonderful. Thank you for asking. How are you? I am good. I really am. You know, if we know the Lord, we can't help but say we are good, we're excellent, we're blessed, we're on top, we're rising, Absolutely. all those things. As a Absolutely. Amen? Amen. Amen. And I want to acknowledge uh, Bishop Smith and Pastor Adrian. They are the angels of our house, and we are grateful to God for them and ask God's blessing to be upon their lives to keep them, to guide them, to grant to them the wisdom that is needed in the times that we are in. Praise God. So we want to get to our devotion uh, this morning. So can all of you with me, let us say, Father God, welcome. You are our all-knowing God. And welcome. Lord Jesus Christ, he is our Savior and our Lord, and welcome, Holy Spirit, the one who is in us, he guides us into all truth. Aren't you glad that you have someone that will guide you into all truth? He is the one who reveals Jesus in his fullness. Holy Spirit is the one who draws the non-believer and sets them before believers so that salvation can be released. You know, there's a scripture verse um, in Acts 13, verse 47, and I'm going to read it out of the Passion Bible, and it says, I have destined you to become a beacon light for the nation and release salvation to the ends of the earth. Destin means I've chosen you. You're chosen this morning. Beacon. Beacon is a signal for guidance, a source of light. 
It can be a fire that is set on a hill, a fire that can be seen from afar off. The word release means allow or enable from confinement. Salvation means deliverance from sin and its consequences. So can you see who you are destined to be this morning? There are lost ones, lost ones out there desiring to set, be set free. And God says, I have destined you to become a beacon light for the nation and to release salvation to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, Father, I ask now that you would use Minister Randall because he's coming with the breakfast for champions. That's us this morning, Lord. We're ready to receive. We want to hear a word from you this morning. So I ask for your anointing to fall upon Minister Randall this morning as he comes now with a word. Minister Randall. Thank you so much, Mother. Um, Praise the Lord for another day, another opportunity to just be in the land of the living, uh, giving honor to uh, Bishop Smith and Pastor Adrian, my bishop and pastor whom I love and miss dearly, acknowledging all of the visiting bishops and pastors and ministers and elders, clergy that are on the line this morning. And specifically, I want to welcome New Destiny Church, my beloved church whom I love and miss, and all the other visiting churches that have joined us this morning. Well, I'm so thankful this morning to be able to have this opportunity uh, to bring the uh, devotion this morning, which is going to come out of two passages of Scripture, the first being James, first chapter, the 19th verse, and then um, also uh, that's going to be out of the uh, New Living Translation as well as the uh, uh, James 4 and 17 out of the New King James Version, and the uh, devotion this morning is in, is is centering on waiting to hear from God, being quick to obey and quick to respond, and recognizing that delayed obedience is disobedience. Um, so we want to really in tune our hearts to hear what God has to say. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, James, the first chapter, the 19th verse, out of the uh, Living Translation, New Living Translation Bible reads, Listening and doing, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to get angry. The 19th verse out of the New King James Version reads, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift, swift to hear, slow to speak and slow to wrath. And swift meaning happening quickly or promptly. So to hear 
swiftly. James, the fourth chapter in the 17th verse out of the New Living Translation also reads, remember it is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. And then the 17th verse in James, the New King James Version reads, therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So there's a lot in this book already before we even uh, dissect this 19th verse a little bit further. The opening passage of the book of James is instructing believers to maintain a trust in God right now, and even more so during uh, difficult times. And right now we are in some very difficult, uncertain times. But James goes on to remind us that believers are to consider their hardships as quote-unquote joy since trials are endurable because of our faith is being strengthened by God through the trials. When we maintain, when we remain faithful to God during our trials and tribulations, we do so continuing to trust in him, no matter how difficult it looks or painful it feels. The real witnesses who trust God continue to obey him because he always comes through. Amen. God always comes through during difficult trials and tribulations. That's why we are to always consider them as joy. So now starting with the 19th verse, James begins to shed light on the fact that by describing that what kind of tested obedience, what this kind of tested obedience really looks like. In this 19th verse, James is, is describing uh, the, the tested obedience, what this really begins to look like. So those who have trusted and obeyed God on their Christian journeys have learned through their hardships and trials how to make adjustments in their listening and their speaking. Uh, Matthew, the 11th chapter, the 15th verse, reminds us that he who has ears, let him hear. He who has ears, let him hear. Because speaking life is speaking faith-filled words. So as we're adjusting our listening and, and our speaking, we can we can remind ourselves that speaking life is speaking faith-filled words. It's words that build, words that are fruitful, and that manifests God's will and purpose for one's life. Now, if our God is truly the head of our lives, as we proclaim as bona fide Christians, and we've given him full control to reign in our lives, it'll show. It will absolutely show the very next time we are in an argument or a disagreement with our spouse or if we want to get a point across to our boss. 
Well, rather than spit venom with a loose tongue and fangs, let's consider choosing to respond in a way that is kind and helpful in bringing about a resolution and gives us a testimony to share afterwards with someone who perhaps needs to hear it. Amen. Someone needs to hear our testimony and it's only going to be valid if we are using words that are kind and that are helpful. So being uh, quick to listen and slow to speak gives us an advantage of being able to say the right thing. So someone else becomes encouraged by that act of using our words kindly, because if we have any doubt, if we have any doubt whatsoever that God can't do what he says, Lord help us, we'll end up being in control. And then now our mouths will start speaking for themselves and our minds will start thinking for themselves. That's an uh-oh moment. <laughs> That's an uh-oh moment in that look at what I've done now when my mind begins to think on its own and my mouth begins to speak on its own. Now I've got this in my heart that is that has me questioning myself. What you know, what have I done? We don't want that. We want a hallelujah moment, amen. So God can get the glory from all that's being spoken, all that's being thought. James 4 and 17 is an important passage of Scripture as well, taking this a little further to expound on doing the right thing by just doing good. From the 13th through the 17th verse, he focuses on the arrogance of planning for our own success without any acknowledgement that we are dependent on God. According to James' account, it's foolish to ignore the fact that we can't see the future. I mean, I, I surely can't. I, I can't tell you what's going to happen in the next moment. I'm praying for what I'd like to have happen in the next moment, but I, I recognize that I, I can't see the future. And though our lives are short and fragile, this doesn't mean we should never make plans to do uh, what it is that we desire. No, not at all. But James is saying, rather as Christ followers, we should always consider making plans with the wisdom that they will only succeed if God permits them to. We should make our plans with the wisdom that they will succeed if God permits them to. I don't know about you this morning, but I want God making my plans. How about you? Amen. James also continues here saying that as believers, we shouldn't be so obsessed with making sure we're heard and understood so that we can, you know, be able to say that we have simply gained something that we desired. That's not what's important. When Jesus spoke, he did so with few words that were power packed. 
His demeanor was cool and calm with compassion. Those who didn't listen just chose not to hear, but his words were power-packed. So when we uh, have the demeanor of Christ, then we are being Christ-like. Anything opposite of that is not the Christian way. When we act out of control and allow our immediate wants and desires to take preference, it's only because of our lack of control for what we feel. That's not the Christian way. When we lose control, that's when we get angry. When we're not in control of our thinking or not in control of our speaking, we'll get angry. Anybody's been there before? If we were not, if I'm sorry, if it were not for God's amazing grace, we could have no self-control. I was wondering what was really causing all the fights and heated arguments among Christians in which James was writing this passage of Scripture. Uh, it's so obvious that the people of that day, like many today uh, were and are living by the world's standards. That's not the way God desires for us to live. Living by the world's standards will cause us to bicker and to quarrel and to have disagreements if we're not careful. So we want to uh, allow God to be able to help us in our thinking and in our speaking. So what we say sound like him. Even today, the mindset is to do whatever it takes to get what you want in life, even if hurting another person is at cost. Even today, the mindset of the majority of the people we will work around, we'll come around, we'll be around today, is to do whatever it takes to get what you want in life, even if Hurting another person is the cost. Some of us have experienced this before. But James is clearly saying here, to do this is taking advantage of someone. But thank God that his grace is sufficient and that he gives it freely. So we as Christians should examine our lives this morning. We should repent of our sins and position ourselves towards God again. We've got to get closer to him so we can hear what the Spirit is saying and we can speak what the Spirit is saying. We've got to get closer to God. A few inches away is still too far away. And with all these fires that are burning around us this morning, wherever you may be living, it may not necessarily be directly affecting you, but with all these fires that are burning around us, let us make a decision today to trust God like never before to provide our every need, to have the final say pertaining to all matters, and fill our spiritual reservoirs in this time of need so that we don't go gratifying ourselves with what the world is offering. The believer's humility must count for something today. 
it must acknowledge that all, not some, but all our plans are truly dependent on God's final say. I love it that God can change my plans at any time because his plans are better than mine. Isaiah 55, verse 8 through 10, uh, CEB version reads, My plans aren't your plans, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. I'm just tired this morning of making mistakes and starting over. But that is how it works when I want to do things my way. I've got to keep starting over from the mistakes that I've made because I've chosen not to let God have his way. And so in closing this morning, I want to just leave you with James's instructions here in this passage of Scripture through this entire chapter makes it crystal clear that we can learn to control or at least slow down our angry responses. To refuse to let our anger control us is an act of faith. How important is that for Christians to trust God? We can ponder that because it's a question for each and every one of us. How important is it for Christians to trust God? Well, James writes that we should call our worst moments joyful moments because trials help us trust God more. People who trust God ask for wisdom, and he gives generously, and that makes this verse attainable. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you help us all this morning to become strong where we are weak, quick to listen and slow to speak. It's attainable. I pray this morning that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, says your word. So, Lord, this morning we all yield to the Holy Ghost so that we can be led in all truth in the right way of listening, speaking, and loving one another. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Mother Heather? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Minister Randall. Um, You served a good breakfast this morning, and I was listening to all that you were saying, and one of the things that you mentioned was you know, when hardships and difficulties um, come our way to, you know, count it as all joy. Count it as all joy because out of it, we learn things. It strengthens us. It um, guides us. It's, you know, God doesn't allow these things in our lives to torment us. He allows these things to shape and to mold us. And you said also that we must respond with kindness. You know, that is something that has been lacking in our world today is the lack of kindness, you know. But as we have been caught up in this pandemic, we are seeing the kindness of people reaching out to others, and it's wonderful See, it begins to shape and mold us if we allow God to speak to us 
and when he speaks that we are quick to obey and to respond, to respond quickly. And, you know, be in, be in that place to repent. It's important that we repent quickly. You know, if you've said something, you've done something, and you know that it wasn't right, repent. Ask forgiveness. Ask forgiveness if it was to someone. And also ask God for his forgiveness. Um, you said God can change our plans at any time. And you know, that's a wonderful thing when you think about that. Because if we do it in our own way, thinking that we know best, we quickly will find out that Father knows best. So they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. So thank you for that word this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Minister Lightfoot if she will come at this time and share the prayer request, and we're going to uh, come in agreement with her as she prays this morning. Uh, Minister Lightfoot, if you will come. Yes, good morning, everyone. The first request comes from Donna Puckett, and she writes, Please pray for my friend Yvonne Zinsman's mother and kitchen. Pray for peace of mind and healing and strength to her body, and pray for Yvonne because she is her mother's caregiver, and pray for strength, energy, rest, peace, and wellness for my friend Yvonne as she cares for her mother. Thank you so much, family. I love you and I miss all of you. And I will be on the prayer call as well as I always am. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up Yvonne to you and give thanks for her honoring her mother by being her caregiver. You said in your word to honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the earth. Father, bless Yvonne with energy and strength. Let her not be weary in well-doing and let her not faint. Let her reap the goodness of the Lord. Fill her with the joy of the Lord, which is her strength. You are Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Let her mind be stayed upon thee that she may have perfect peace. We lift up her mother and to you. You said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. We speak wholeness to her body in the name of Jesus. For Christ has redeemed her from the curse of the law, being made a curse for her. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Jesus was wounded for her transgressions, bruised for her iniquities. The chastisement of her peace was upon him, and with his stripes she is healed. Jesus himself bore her sickness and disease in his own body on the tree, that she would die to sin, but live unto righteousness, by whose stripes she was healed. He sent his word and healed her and delivered her from all destruction. We release the powers and properties of the blood of Jesus with all its healing virtue from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet in Jesus name to disinfect revitalize refresh and renew amen and it is so our second request is from Shatandra Wilson Shatandra writes good morning new destiny Pittsburgh it's been a few years since I've been in touch I'm a member but moved to Las Vegas in 2017 
I had to immediately return to the Bay Area when my fiancé's mother passed away to take care of his own disabled sibling. Returning to no job and struggling through the three years, I have now lost my mother on 3-15-2020, the day before the shelter-in-place took effect. I'm needing prayer. I'm depressed at times. And I'm feeling the pressure of taking care of someone else's adult disabled child who has many issues. My relationship is affected. My children grew up in New Destiny, formerly New Birth, and are now ages 21 and 13. Please pray for us. We're struggling in many ways. My fiance's name is Dante Collins. I may fall short at times. But I know the house of the Lord will always keep me. I'm trying to get my life back on track. I always loved church and pastor and bishop has been one of the best churches I've been to. I live in Oakland now, but never attended Oakland location. New Destiny, Pittsburgh was my home. I love you all, and I'm praying this pandemic will soon be over so my family and I can come back home. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up Shatandra to you. You are the God of all comfort. And we know that you are nigh them that are of a broken heart and say such as be of a contrite spirit. We ask that you would give her an uplift in her spirit in the name of Jesus, that you would cause her to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and the oil of joy for mourning. Father, we speak divine order into her life and relationship. Cause her to align herself with your word and original design for marital relationship with its proper order and processes. Let her walk in the spirit that she will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Let her not be conformed to this world, but let her be transformed by the renewing of her mind. Cause her to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and let love, joy, peace, and endurance be added unto her for the work of righteousness will be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. And so we deem it done in Jesus' name. Amen. The third request is from an anonymous requester, and it reads, I have been working in this department for five years. The project manager that was hired about two years ago by the director for our department is a lesbian. Unfortunately, I have had to deal with her for the past two years. I know she doesn't like me because I don't attend her invites to events that she enjoys, such as taking a walk on weekends with her or just hanging out with her in general. I have declined every invite that she has asked me to attend, and now I find myself declaring Isaiah 41.10 every day over my life. I don't want to quit my job because I don't feel like running from this demonic spirit. God has not given me a spirit of timidity or fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Saints of the Most High God, please be in agreement with me that God would annihilate this enemy in Jesus' mighty name. My prayer is that God would send this enemy back to dark places unbarren and dry places in Jesus' name. I pray that this lesbian will give her life to God. Father, we lift up our sister to you. 
And we pray for her co-worker in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare that her co-worker shall believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved, she and her house. We declare that she shall confess with her mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in her heart that God has raised him from the dead that she might be saved. We declare that she shall no longer be conformed to this world, but shall be transformed by the renewing of her mind. And therefore, she shall walk in the spirit that she will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We declare that she shall be filled with the Holy Spirit and shall bear his fruit. We declare that she shall seek first the kingdom and all its righteousness, that her life will be set in divine order on all levels and in all relationships. We declare that she shall prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God in thought, word, and deed. In accordance to your word in Psalm 112, 1 through 4, Lord, let her life become a praise to you. Blessed is the woman that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. Let her come to reverence you and delight in your commandments. And because she delights in your commandments and walks in them, her seed shall be mighty upon the earth. Let her continuously sow righteous seed. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Let her walk upright in you, steadfast and unmovable, O God. Let wealth and riches be in her house, and let her righteousness endure forever. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. Let the light of God arise in her, that she may be gracious and full of compassion and righteous. Let the Proverbs 31 woman be manifest in her and let all these things be done in her life to your glory. Amen. 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 Thank you, uh, Minister Lightfoot. Thank you so much for praying this morning. You know, it is so important that we pray and stand in the gap for others. You know, uh, yesterday I had to travel to Modesto, and, you know, the sky was dark and gray, and ash could be seen, um, even little particles in the air. But, you know, I was grateful coming home when I saw blue skies as I came into Tracy. You know, not only is there a pandemic, but, you know, we have fires that are sweeping we have fires that are sweeping through forests and neighborhoods. I was asked to pray for one young couple that had just been able to purchase their first home in the Napa area in March, and today their home is gone. You know, people, we need to be sensitive, and we need to pray one for another. We need to be encouragement. We need to lift them up. We need to come alongside them. We need to... Uh, offer our help, our kindness, have words that will encourage them. You know, if you can do something physically for them, then do it. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Let the Holy Spirit be your guide. You know, they need love, and they need hope to arise in them. They need assurance. They need assistance. So ask the Father today, Lord, what can I do? What can I do? And you know what? God's going to give you the answer. He's going to show you how to reach out. Quickly, I'm going to go back to Minister Randall 
ask him if he has anything further that he wants to share with us this morning before we close out. Mr. Randall. Thank you, Mother. I just wanted to leave us with uh, just going down five verses from uh, verse 17, James chapter 4. It says in the 22nd verse, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. That's the 22nd verse of the fourth chapter of James. So let's not be fools today. <laughs> let's just be obedient. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. And God bless you for this morning's devotion also. So I'm going to close out with prayer this morning. I want each and every one of you uh, to just lift your hearts toward heaven, your hands towards heaven, and we're going to have a time of uh, praise and worship. So, Lord, we are a truly blessed people. doesn't matter where we are, Lord, in this pandemic. We are still a blessed people because we have you because you are our everything. If we had nothing in this life, but we have you, means we are rich. We are blessed. Father, let us show the goodness of who you are to others. Let our hearts, Father, let our hearts be moved today by your heart. Let us feel as you feel. Let us move according to the leading of Holy Spirit. Let us be those beacons of light. That which is set on a hill, showing others the way to Christ. We love you this morning, Father. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we love you, Holy Spirit. Have your way in this day. We give it to you in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen, amen, and amen. Sister Kathy, open up those lines, please.